0: Man, it's been a little slow this week. What's up with you guys? Same, but I was able to keep busy. Well, I was
1: under the weather this week, but I worked on other stuff.
0: Yeah, I get it, but guys, we aren't making money if we aren't recording, right?
2: Well, you're right, Jake, but you you gotta think a little deeper. Uh Uh-oh, that
1: could be a problem.
2: Uh, deeper? See? No, man, I just mean you gotta think about laying your foundations for the future for more business, replacing people that leave and all that stuff, you know... Sometimes all the marketing and stuff we do, you don't see results
1: for a long time.
0: Ah, I see what you mean. Setting ourselves up for work later.
1: Now you're getting it. And man, you're doing all the right things. It just takes time.
0: Believe it or not, it's another VO podcast with three guys who are full-time voice actors at different stages of life, career, and location
1: but they have formed a bond and work together to hold each other accountable and help each other on their VO path.
2: Three guys from different backgrounds working together, helping each other, and sharing
0: with you along the way. Hey, what are we calling it again? It's, it's another, another VO podcast. podcast. Okay, okay, guys. Sorry, I get it. Come on, you're not my dad's. Hey, would you look at that? It is another VO podcast with myself, Jake Sanders, Troy Holden, and Alden Schoenberg. Guys, how are you doing great. Today? Good. good. Good, good. That's really good. Hey, what's like the best impression you guys feel like you could ever do? <laughs> That's easy. Okay, who you got? Ronald Reagan. Can you, can you give us a line or two?
2: Well, this country's going to hell in a handbasket, and somebody's <laughs> got to do something now.
0: <laughs> that was pretty good. Alden, do you have
2: one?
1: Or yeah, no? you well, have to. No pressure. Uh, I know I nothing like that. that. I used to do a great bullwinkle when I was in college. <laughs> oh, let's hear it. Oh, I have to remember what I, <clears throat> my little uh, poem. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, I can't remember the little joke I told. It'll come to me. It'll come to me.
0: Okay, uh, okay, not a problem at all. I thought, I thought
2: he was going to say, want to see me pull
1: a rabbit out of me my pull a rabbit Yeah. Rabbit? I can't remember. <clears throat> <laughs> that's pretty good.
0: That's yeah, pretty there's good. a little it's, poem it, I had yeah.
1: that uh, <clears throat> that I can't remember.
0: <laughs> well, that's fine. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. whatever works. Spider, whatever works. spider well, on the cool. wall.
1: Uh, Don't you have any brains at all? Don't you know that wall's been plastered? <laughs> you stupid little spider.
0: <laughs> 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 there, you go. there you go. There. That was good. Well, I just wanted to start it off with something a little fun for everyone to uh, listen to. You guys are uh, <laughs> entertaining, obliging me. But I think, I think today we're going to talk about um, just the importance of coaching. um When I mean, how to decide who you should coach with, or how you just should decide if you want to continue coaching with someone, and probably touch on some you know, trying to have some, a level of self, how it's important, why it's important to have a level of self-awareness when you're getting into voiceover or really any kind of industry when you have to kind of display some talent. Now I, I myself did not really, uh, start with any coaching. I mean, like I said, uh, in, in the, episode we talked about on the VO life. I did do like an evaluation with a guy that did voiceovers. His name was Bruce Carey. He's still active in the Dallas area from, uh, his company's called Voices Carey. I was in maybe like an hour session with him and he was like, yeah, I think you could do this. And and he suggested to do some coaching with him, but at the time I couldn't really afford it. Um, so I kind of laid the voiceover thing down for a while, but even when I did get back into voiceover and started pursuing it actively, I didn't get coaching with anyone for well over a year, but I had a background in theater acting and, you know, some on, you know, some stage acting and whatnot. But theater is really where my brain was at and what allowed me to kind of jump into voiceover and kind of have that natural understanding of what I should at least try to do. Now, was I perfect? Absolutely not. But again, I have a level of self-awareness that allowed me to start booking jobs, which I, again, once I started auditioning, I did fairly quickly. Now, what about you guys? Like who, like, where were you at in your journey when you decided, I think I want to get coaching? Was it something like, if I'm going to do this, I want to do this right. And I want to start coaching. Or did you guys kind of jump into it, uh, from the get go auditioning and then slowly realize you needed coaching? What, what, what where did that start? For I you all?
1: had, uh, entered slowly first through ACX auditioning for some audio books. I'm not sure that at the level I was at that coaching you know was necessary at that time. Uh audiobooks is one of the easiest entry points especially on ACX if you're doing <laughs> if you're doing the low price line there. Uh about 5 to 6 months later though, I did seek out coaching because I wanted to do more. So I had done some audiobook work. Um I had done some uh IVR on hold messaging stuff and that's those are a little more easy entry point, uh, but I wanted to do more commercial. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do more e-learning. I wanted to get into that side of things. So already being a member of uh, Bill DeWeese's uh, Blueprint group, I went yeah. and got uh, some coaching with Mike Halfcoat, which was a great first coach for me. Um, he he was very complimentary on the little DIY commercial demo that I was already using, in fact, um, had confidence that I could actually start direct marketing with that and pick up clients. So that was very encouraging to me to know that I was already on the right track. Um, So he helped me put together a narration uh, demo that would seek more for explainers or even on the e-learning side of things. So I worked with him Mm -hmm. and then he helped me build my website. So it was a great first coach to have because it helped me start to get my business off the ground.
0: Yeah. So how did you find him? Did, was he recommended from yeah, Bill's group he, that you were already in, or did you just yeah, start doing some research? Yeah,
1: he learned under Bill. He's been working with Bill uh, as an a co- as a coach as well. And so yeah, it was mm-hmm. through Bill Deweese that uh, I learned about my cath coat. I'd already been sitting in on some of his uh, workshops uh, he was doing uh, then. Okay. So.
0: Okay. Do you, and just out of I mean, it sounds like you probably kind of moved on just because you've progressed in your VO journey in general, but do you, do you still take something from, take any kind of classes? No, I haven't. I haven't coaches? for a
1: while. Um, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't be against it because he was great to work with very, very positive, encouraging and, and knew and could identify with my voice and help me get the most out of my voice. So I really mm. like that. Um, in the, in the realm of e-learning, it was really natural speaking um, You know, mm-hmm. trying to sound conversational and how to how to sound more conversational, <clears throat> because sometimes when we're just yeah. reading, it sounds bad. It sounds like you're reading. You can't just sound like you're reading.
0: Yeah. It definitely takes it definitely takes a good ear to be able to listen to yourself and go, oh, this sounds bad. I'm not being as conversational, even if you thought right. you were. <clears throat> Um, so that's definitely something that, that is a skill we all should do is listen to ourselves and and realize how we sound when we're actually having a conversation. Uh, Troy, (laughs) what about you? Did you, did you kick things off by, by just going to a coach or did you do, how did, how did you get, what did you decide to do when it came to coaching?
2: A lot of it was uh, listening to some things on YouTube, which pointed, which pointed me to the fact of picking out some people off of like voices or somewhere that your voice may be similar to theirs and listening to their stuff and emulating how they read it and can you do it. And then I also went to, uh, Bill DeWeese, uh, and and was in the blueprint, and I always call it the footprint. I don't know why. I just always want to say it's the footprint. It's the blueprint. The voiceover and, footprint. And and I did the same That's exact funny. thing as as uh, as Alden. I went to I went to Mike and and did what Mike called the six pack, and you got uh, six six hours. And you know we we kind of uh, I didn't have to do website or anything with him. Uh, I already had some of that ready, but. Mike really showed me the difference because I was, I was a major, major announcer voice and he really showed me how to pull that back, you know, and, and coach me through several sessions to get me to be more conversational. And I, and, and I still coach on that at times because mm-hmm. it's still hard. Sure. It's, it's, it's much easier to, to do the announcer stuff, but, um, and then from that, I started looking into, because I was listening to podcasts and hearing other people, and I came across uh, the, the voiceover gurus, which at the time was Linda Bruno and J.J. Wilson. I started going to their workshops, um, started getting encouragement from them, uh, ended up becoming friends with J.J. later, but I coached with them for quite a while. And then they told me, you know, you need to get out there and go to work. You're ready. And uh, that was kind of where it started. And of course, all the while in the background, I'm trying to do work on Upwork and Fiverr because I didn't know any better and wasn't really doing that great at it. But it paid for all that stuff I was getting done. So as, as I graduated from JJ and Linda, I started looking at, you know, who are some of the renowned coaches who would I want to try to work with and and some of them I may have only done one session with because I thought maybe it's not a good personality fit or maybe it's not exactly you know maybe it's repetitive of something I'd already learned before and uh, then I landed on uh, what I call my life coach and I think that's part of his marketing uh, which is Mark Ryder yeah and uh, uh, we've been meeting pretty much monthly for I don't know not quite a year so, yeah. uh, and, and there are sessions that he and I have that we don't do any quote unquote work. It's just, you know, me venting about things <laughs> and him giving advice and all. I mean, because that's yeah. what he is. He's a, right. li- he's a VO yeah. life coach. He's, he's trying to help you in the business side and advise you. And he has given me so much great advice, uh, outside of just performance coaching, but he's a great performance coach as well.
0: Yeah, and that's that's actually, it's it's funny you brought that up. I, I have looked at the his uh, VO life description thing, and I've really thought about doing that too. Now, my situation right now doesn't necessarily allow me to do that, but it is something I, I definitely want to meet with him at some point. But you mm-hmm. also touched on something else um, that I, I meant to ask you all, but obviously we have time to do that um, for both of you guys. Have you guys have have had coaches where you do a session with them and you kind of feel like either you didn't click with the coach or maybe the route they were taking you didn't really, like, work for you in terms of helping you get the best out of your performance? Because that's an issue that we have. Um, I say that's an issue that we have. That's, that's something you can encounter is that you really don't click with um, – a coach. And that can be discouraging, especially if you do put some money yeah. into it. You know, I know for me personally, I've had at least one coaching session where I was excited for it. I got in it, I did it. But when I got on the other side of it and, and I really sat back and thought, man, I, I was really hoping that would be one thing, but it, it didn't really resonate with me. And I don't really feel like it helped me all that much. Now, I think I took one or two things away from it, but nothing exponential that made me feel better about my performance. What, what kind of experiences do you guys have with that?
1: Well, I haven't had any coach that I've met with and thought that I'm getting nothing out of this. That hasn't happened to me. Now I've been in some workshops where this is not what I thought it was going to be, you know? So I'll just right. quietly disappear <laughs> from the workshop. But uh, <laughs> but as far as coaches go, <laughs> sure. no, I, I haven't had that. Um, I went a little too long for, and I knew it was the case and, and it was just part of the situation I was in during during this transition to full-time, but I went longer than I wanted to without a coach. And so when I went back to coaching, mm. I was asking Troy, hey, who, cause Troy has done quite a bit of searching and he's tried out some of these coaches and hey, who do you think would be a good- Yeah, Troy's a, yeah, an yeah. infinite it, amount so, of resources. What well, I knew what I wanted to get out of coaching uh, for the for the next step, what I needed. And I said, who is a good fit for this that you think? And and he had a great recommendation for me and, and it was a great fit. It, you know, so.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's I agree. I, I and I'm I'm with you there. And we and we and we can mention yeah. the name. It's Brad Highland, and and Brad is you know uh, um, I coached with him along with while I was working with uh, with with Ryder, and and Brad's perspective is different than what Ryder's is because you know Mark. Mark is a, uh, he's with management companies. He's with big agents. He does a lot of big work. He can still teach you the other stuff, but Brad is doing a lot of what we're doing. And he has insight into that because he's successful at it right now. So when you're looking at a coach, I think one of the keys is you need to find somebody that's doing what you're doing. They're current, they're working, and they understand what you're trying to accomplish and they can communicate that to you. Because the only time I've ever been with a coach and I felt like something wasn't working, I either felt like they thought, you don't really need to be here. Or they thought, what I'm telling you, I don't know if you're getting it or not. And sometimes you'll have that communication gap. It's not that the coach was bad. It's just that that person and myself, we didn't connect on the learning level for some reason. Mm -hmm. And it can happen. You know, it can happen, but coaching to me is, and the reason I've went to different people is I want to build my method. I don't want to copy Ryder's method. I don't want to copy Brad's method. I don't want to copy uh, Mary Lynn Wissner. I don't want to copy Kim Handyside's, all fantastic coaches and Mike. But I want to take pieces from each one over the years and build Troy's method.
0: Right. And that's how it should be. Yeah, you should never try to go out there and emulate what what you are told. You should try to absorb what you learn and apply it to what works for you. I mean, there's going to be coaches. There's going to be methods that just do not work with you or resonate with you. That doesn't mean that those people who taught you those things are bad at what they do. It's just not everyone is for you. Not every coach is for you. And just like, just like you're going to have people that don't like you and that's whatever, you know, that's their problem. It's not yours. Like you're going to have coaches that you just Mm -hmm. don't understand and you don't get, but that's perfectly fine. That does not take away from what they have done for themselves and what they've actually done for others. But just like anything, you've got to put, just like, you know, just like your marketing and just like auditioning, you've got to put the work in. You've got to put the work into finding the right coach. You got to right. ask the right questions, right? You got to right. know what questions to ask them when you get in a, you know, a lot of these coaches will do like a little 30 minute meet and greet with you to see, because a, a lot of these better coaches are are selective yep. of who they're going to coach. They don't just coach anyone, which I right. think is a great right. sign of a, of a good person because you don't want someone who's just going to money grab. And a lot of these coaches aren't coaching for the money you know, their time is valuable. So they do put a charge on it, but they're not, they're not making their, their large income off of the coaching money. They're making their money doing the voiceover stuff, which is why people are drawn to them in the first place. Like, Hey, what worked for you? What can, and then you got to ask yourself, what can I take away from this and how do I apply it?
1: Right. I think a good starting point point would be to write down what you want to get out of coaching because that mm -hmm. will help you find the coach. And then when you have that that meet and greet, you know, that little Zoom session to get to know each other, you can say, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to improve my auditions. I want to be better at auditioning. I want to get shortlisted more often. Or, you know, maybe it's something else. I want right. to get better at doing promos or commercial, you
0: mm-hmm. know,
1: because they then they can specifically gear that to serve that need in the best way.
2: Yeah. Right, right. And don't forget, too, there are coaches who coach the auditioning and the yep. business side, and I've taken some of that, and I I came away from that totally disagreeing with part of what I was coached on. You know, this is how I do it, and this is what works for me, and da 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 da. And I and I you know came back and I said I can't do that. That would t- it would take me twice mm-hmm. as long to get everything done, and. You know, you're going to run into things like that where you think just because it worked for them doesn't mean it'll work for you, even on the business side. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and, and Jake, you mentioned most of your, your coaches worth their salt. They will definitely give you 15, 30 minute Zoom call. You can kind of get to know them. They'll tell you what their process is and you can make a decision and yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely do that. Uh, it it makes a
0: big difference. Yeah. You definitely got to do a lot of vetting and something that I think we might've touched on, or maybe it wasn't super obvious. Try to pick a coach that's actually working. There are folks who've been in the business who maybe maybe they weren't able to keep up with the time so much, and maybe they're not booking so much. They can show you some things, but you want to be able to coach with someone who's current, yeah. someone who knows the trends, someone that's going to hear something in your voice and go, oh, you know what that works really well with, or you know how, where you should focus. Like someone that's going to give you the a right, like point you in the right yeah. path essentially, you know? And, and and that's that's really important. So yeah. while coaches do vet who they want, who they're willing to take on, we do need to vet who we're willing to coach with and who we want right. to learn with and what we 100%. can take away from that. Now, like I said Now, like I said to uh, um, in the beginning, I didn't really do a whole lot of coaching. I already had some acting background in general, and I've always just had fun with my voice. And I think I've been able to recognize how to, you know, you know, the the basics, essentially, you know, recognize the basics. And that's where I think natural ability and self-awareness come into play. And you really have to have some natural ability to be truly successful. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that you can't Mm -hmm. learn. I mean, you can always learn. But at the end of the day, you do have to have some kind of ability to build upon. I think it would be really hard for you, someone who goes, oh, I always wanted to be a voice actor. Well, have you ever tried, you know, do you ever mess with your voice? Do you ever, like, emulate commercials you hear? Do you ever try to do this? Well, no. Then what do you have to build off of, right? I mean, like, you can go out there and try and try and try, but if you don't have something to actually, if you don't have an ax to sharpen, essentially, then you really, it's really going to be really hard for you to get into this industry, at least... From a career standpoint, if it's I a agree. hobby, sure, be a hobby. I mean, that's fine. Totally have a hobby yep. or or a fun party <laughs> trick or whatever you want to, you know, however you deem it. But is that something that you guys have heard from coaches or from other people or that you feel in general? Like, do you what what like outside of being our worst critics? You do you do you believe in yourself enough to be like I I have an ability to do this right like do you, is that how you guys feel about it like you have any or anything to add to that thought?
2: Hmm, <laughs> that's deep. Um, I'm uh, not trying. I mean, like again, yeah, I'm not trying to yeah. step on toes. No, or no, anything. no. I I, see, want, I understand what you're saying because uh, we had talked earlier today off. Off the podcast that you know, a lot of people invest a lot of money and never make it back. Right. And and here's what here's my two cents. And and folks, this is just an opinion. I mean, you're not even percent a free opinion, and that even makes it funner.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> we get to make up um, words like funner, funner.
2: <laughs> there are there are people who come into VO that have uh, acting and theater background, and they have a leg up. I do believe that. I think it helps. I also think for some it unfortunately has the reverse effect because they're used to projecting and the way they Mm -hmm. speak and whatever, and they have a hard time changing it. So I think that's a two-way street. For some, it helps. For some, it doesn't. Here's the thing I also believe. If you come out of, say, a corporate background and you worked in HR and you were a trainer and you talk to people all the time, you can probably get this. Yeah. Uh, If you were a kid who grew up with this Crazy imagination and all your action figures always talk to each other back and forth in different voices. Yeah. And and you were always creative. If you're in a grown if you're a grown adult who rides in your car and you're always talking to yourself, (laughs) not in a crazy way, but you're one of those people in the car and you're like carrying on a conversation sometimes by yourself because your imagination and your mind is always in this creative gear. Yes. If you have that, you can do this. Yeah. But if if you do not have that spark inside you to be creative and have a crazy imagination and and to to be just to sometimes just let go and be silly and crazy with some of this stuff. If you can't do that, you're going to have a hard time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I wasn't trying to just limit it because I had a theater background. I was just speaking for myself. But you, exactly Sure. Like you said, sure, yeah, Mr. So, Actor. Yeah, yeah.
1: You guys <laughs> saw right through that, didn't you? Yeah. Well, and Darn I think. It. Mr. No, but I'm
0: serious. I mean, it's funny you said that, Troy, because we talked about that the other day, how we used to, when we, and this was off you know, off podcast. I think it's just you and I shooting the shit. But, um, like just, um, we used to make up voices for our, you know, action figures or we talk for (laughs) our dogs and stuff like that. Like everyone kind of has that. So I'm not saying that you can't build off of it, but if you don't have that, if you don't, like you said, that spark of creativity, which I really like, if you don't have that spark to build off of, it's, it's, you really got to be aware of, of your limit, what your limits are going to be in the industry. Well, and I think yeah. that when it, you know, yeah, it
2: doesn't, that doesn't mean you can't do audio right. books and corporate narration sure. and things like that, but some of the other is going to be yeah. harder. And, uh, when it comes to I'll VO, show.
1: there's a wide range to build your career on. There, there is voiceover all mm-hmm. over the place. And so sometimes you can have a good coach, but the reason they're not a good match is because the particular Uh, segment of the industry that you're trying to get into they really don't do a lot of that you know so it might be that you just because they said no isn't because you can't take it it's because i don't think this is a good match coach and student so you want to have a good match of coach and student Mm
0: mm-hmm you just need to be aware of what, who you are really of who you are, where you think you can go and where, and where, you know, and where you're willing to go. Right. Like you have to have a level of self-awareness that basically like, you know, it's kind of like a shield. I'm not saying like keep a wall up and be close, you know, or whatever, but like, just know, know that not everything's going to be for you. Right. And, and I know that about myself. I'm sure you guys, and, 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 and if it's not, and what's not for you is probably a good thing. Right. Like, don't put your energy into stuff that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. Put your energy put your energy into what you can do best. Or what yeah. works for you best, and put and, and apply that to everything. Your marketing, your 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 coach again, picking a coach, and your and your auditions and your, and what you audition for. I mean, Troy, you touched on, I think, in one of the last episodes, that you've been more focused on. Like, I'm not auditioning for everything now. I'm auditioning for what mm-hmm. suits me best because those are where right. my better chances are. And you have to have right. that level of self awareness to do to to do that, to hone in on that, and be like, I belong in this sector, you know, and that's okay. But,
2: yeah. yeah, you're never gonna hear on TV uh, a Southern accent doing American Express. <laughs> you're just not. They don't do that, you know. And and you're not gonna hear if uh, in an e-learning course about you know storage on the cloud and this this this. You're just not gonna hear my natural voice doing that. You're not. That's okay because you are gonna hear it on enough things that there's plenty of work out there to go after. Yeah, and you know it's kind of a it's not a stay in your lane thing. It's more of a you know, for me, it's more of a time thing. And I thought, why why should I do 22 auditions when only seven of these are really, really right. in my wheelhouse? Right. But there are business coaches, business type coaches that will tell you audition for everything that's open, every one of them. Well, you can kind of do that on voices.com. It's not going to hurt you. Your, right. your shortlist percentage is going to go to crap, probably. Yep. But you can't do that on Voice123 with that favorites algorithm. Now thing. if you're just getting so, started, right. yeah. yeah, if and you're I, just and getting started,
1: you change. might want to let the uh let that tell you where you're best where what's a best fit for you. You know, yes. so but once you've established yes. that hey, I'm my best success is happening in these sectors of VO. So I'm going to aim at those. And every once in a while if something fun comes up and I want to try it, I'll try it. But you know where the bulk of your yeah, success is going to be. So why not audition for where you're going to have the highest percentage chance of winning?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like put your energy where it's count where it's going to yeah. count the most.
2: Yeah, yeah. People yeah, will say, time. "Well, I ne- I need to practice. I need to practice. Just don't turn them in. Yeah, sure. Practice, record Or do send it. Do a mock, do a mock audition. Yeah. I do that. I did. I did a couple of those yesterday. One was one of the medical you know, the informational thing yeah. at the end of the thing, and it had words in there that I knew were hard and I said, I need to practice on something like that because what if something does pop up and it does say a Texas or Southwest thing? I need to be able to read these and do it well. So yeah, yeah I recorded it, listened back to it and I thought, that's it's okay, it's not terrible, you know yeah. but I, but I did not submit it because I knew it wouldn't fly.
0: And another thing you can do with those samples is if you are fortunate enough to have an accountability group or maybe a couple people you're talking to, after you listen to it, get gather your thoughts about that sample, send it to your group, and see what they say, you know, like just... It, yes. And, and, that's, and that's basically yep. free right there. I mean, like, those people will yep. give you their... Ask for their honest opinion, which you should always yeah. give your honest opinion. I mean, we strive off of honest opinions. It's like, we sure, we love to hear... We love to hear... um Great job. That sounded so cool and stuff like that. But what I get the most out of is feedback that that give that tells me how to do it better or what they think sound like what what they think might work better. So I can at least try it. Now, is it always right? Maybe not. But at the same time, maybe they're hearing something or thinking of something that you just haven't thought of because yet, we want you to know?
1: improve. That's what we really want. Right. It's not just we want to hear that we yes. sound great. We want to improve. Yeah. We want to get better at what we're doing, which I mean takes us kind of full circle back to choosing your coach, right? You want a coach that is going to give you the mm-hmm. honest opinion. And I think most of them do. They're gonna they're gonna be critical oh, when they yeah. need to be critical. They're even going to maybe be nitpicky. And if you've got a coach that's being nitpicky, yeah. take that as a compliment. Yeah. Because that means you're doing a lot of stuff right. right, and they're helping you instead of getting from a 50 to a 60, they're helping you get from a 70 to an 80, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Yeah. Good point. That's a really good point because if it's you know if you're getting to the point to where your interpretation's good and you know where the script changes gears and where you're supposed to change emotion, and then they go, well, maybe instead of saying the you sh- you should have said the, so it's more Gen <laughs> Am. Yeah. yeah. You know when it when it's getting down to that, you're you're doing you're doing much yeah. better. Well, then they push yeah, you out 100%. of your comfort zone. You yeah. Know. It makes a difference.
1: Like do this when like Bullwinkle right. would do it. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Certainly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, are you talking about coaching. There's a... Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think there wasn't there a uh, there's American probably, yeah.
2: Yes, like, there was. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. yeah. It's a long time down. ago. <laughs> hey, also also remember when we're in this c- coaching thing, don't forget... Um, um, golly, I'm going blank. Don't forget to do the, the acting side of improv, because that is such a huge thing to help you. And you think improv and a lot of people look at improv and they think, well, that's, you know, uh, whose line is it anyway? It's funny. You got to be funny. You got to be funny. But that's not Mm -mm. what it is. It's the thing of you being able to change character, change your outlook, change your position during that script or for a second take. And it helped me a lot. I mean, and I was in a a Scott Parkin thing and it was back during COVID and it was online, but you'd be reading. And then all of a sudden he'd say, okay, so now you're the airline pilot and you're a cowboy wearing a pistol and you're flying the plane. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, what? You know, but you immediately had to go into that character uh, and, you know, or you're in an elevator with these three people and you're, you're hysterical. No, now you're, you're calm. Everything's fine. You know, and, and you had to learn to change and I think that helped me a ton. Uh, was was going through that. So if you can find that, yep. do that too.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, improv is an excellent, and not just for voiceover. So if anyone's listening, that's not necessarily into voiceover, improv's great for just. Being able to like talk to other people out and about, whether that's in your corporate world or if you're, you know, out at like a party with people you don't necessarily know, like improv is an excellent skill to learn, and it's and it and it's so much fun yeah. too. If you allow yourself to open up to that stuff, like e- your possibilities are endless. But yeah. I definitely I agree with that one hundred percent. I've even done that, and I intend to do more of it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, improv, the whole Who's Line is anyway. I mean, like one of the best shows from the '90s and the 2000s. But it just Yes, it's it's all about just letting loose and just putting yourselves in the situations without scripts and just letting go. But it can come in so much handy With auditions um, and just with your everyday life in general. So I'm glad you brought that up. You're
2: thinking on your feet and you're immediately making a choice. Yes. And that's what you have to do so often when you're auditioning. You have to make a choice, stick to it, and go. Yep. And and, uh, yeah, and it's an an exercise. You're
1: exercising those muscles so that you can use them when you need to use them.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: Right. I can
2: tell uh, uh, my my improv skills, I forget it sometimes because I'll play, you know, and Alden, you learned this lesson like I did a while back. We send in those two takes during our coaching session uh-huh, and we yep. get busted. <laughs> and and the thing is, you got to turn that second one into, you know, improv that second one. And that's what you got to remember. You know, they, they have got to be so uh, yeah. polar different you know north pole south to, yeah. pole different and we yep. forget that
0: yeah anytime i see that. anytime i see improv like in like the like hey we would like to hear a take you know where you're allowed to throw in some improv. That's basically them saying, like, we're not quite yeah. sure where we want this to go, but if you've got something that you think you can mm-hmm. bring to the table, then bring it. And that should be such a freeing. Ex- that should be such a freeing moment for you to be like, all right, I'm gonna have fun with this. <clears throat> like, sure, I'll give them, a, I'll give them a take that kind of maybe match the specs or whatever, depending on how you approach your auditions. But then you're also gonna, you can also give them a take that's just completely your own. And I think a lot of the things that we hear, especially with bigger jobs and from casting you know, about what casting is actually looking for is they want to see you. And when you're given the green light to improv, that's like your best opportunity to be you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, do you guys have anything else to add to, you know, anything about coaching, anything about self-awareness, anything about just any, anything that we've talked about today? Got any final thoughts you want to share? before uh, I think we, those uh, go great hand out? in
1: hand. I mean, you've got to have good self-awareness with your coach. You know, you've got to know who you are. I, I I I understood what you were trying to say. Yeah, it was deep, but you got to know who you are. You have to be able to take criticism. You have to be able to mm-hmm. take correction and direction. Yeah,
0: because it's not. And personal. if you find out
1: from a coach that you can't take direction, that you're going to go up against it, you're going to, oh, you know what you're talking about. Then, then maybe voiceover mm-hmm. isn't for you, because you right. you have to be That's directed. A good point. By your client, you have to understand what they're trying to say that they want. They hear something in your voice. The client hears something in your voice that is close to what they want. But you have to be able to take direction, mm-hmm. understand where their where the project is going, so you can deliver. So you you don't buck against your coach.
0: Right. You got to be dough, and they and they're going to be the right. molder. Right. So you got to be. You're still you gonna You're still gonna customize you're it amiable. and be
1: who you are. But you can't be afraid to sure. take the criticism and the, uh, you know, the constructive criticism.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Don't be a jerk.
0: Exactly. There's no room for that. And it, you're just doing yourself you think, a disservice.
2: if you think they're not going to tell people, they are. Right. I mean, they know casting directors. Most of the, you know, VO uh, is uh, VO's a pretty mm-hmm. tight community and you could probably get a bad name really quick. So don't do that.
1: Don't be a right. jerk. No. Don't yeah. stick
0: out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Stick yeah. out and like a And if you're going, if you're going thumb. to do that, yeah, get out a, of voiceover. Be
1: over. a nice person. Get out of voiceover. <laughs> if you're not going to be right. moldable, you know, teachable, coachable. Yeah. Go right. be yeah, a shoe sure. salesman or something.
0: Yeah. Well, guys, I really, I really had fun. This, uh, this, uh, podcast, this one kind of flew by for me. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, like we've just had so much to add and, and, and so much to input. So I'm really happy that we were able to get together and talk about this today. Yes, it was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, before we go, I just wanted to give another shout out to our, uh, email. If you have questions, if you have, if you're curious about maybe who you should coach with, or maybe where to start with coaching, shoot us an email over at, uh, another vo podcast at gmail.com we'll be happy to answer that here or we can address it on the podcast or if you've got thoughts ideas want to contribute to any kind of any of the conversations we've had so far don't feel don't hesitate to, to reach out we would love to hear from you guys and talk about stuff that you want to hear on our podcast so again thanks for tuning in uh, i'm jake sanders i'm here with alden Shunneberg and troy holden uh, we'll see you in the next one and just go out there and be the best you you can bye bye see ya we hope you enjoyed this episode of It's Another VO Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also email us your questions to Podcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at anothervopodcast. See you next time.
1: You've been listening to It's Another VO Podcast. I'm Alden Schinnerberg,
0: And I'm Jake the Snake.
1: No, you are not. Settle down.
0: All right, all right, all right. I'm Jake Sanders. And I'm Troy Holden. Join us weekly as we spill the beans
1: about our challenges being full-time, struggling voice actors.
0: Yeah, and by the way, my girlfriend says you two better get it together because she doesn't want me carrying you two on this podcast.
2: Sayeth the voiceover rookie himself, but be sure and join us on the next episode because I guarantee it, Jake will do something worth hearing. And what do you mean by that?
0: No, really, what does that mean? Dude, dude, let it go, it's all right. Alright. Hey, where are you guys going? Hey, don't you kill the feed! Don't you dare kill the feed! Hey, where, where are you going, Alden? Troy, what are you. Are you. Come back!